the Day Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. We are in the middle of our Super Kids series this week with a brand new speaker, Dean Graziosi. And today, Dean is going to share two success lessons that every parent should know. You're also going to hear a story about his daughter that you will never forget. And today's quote of the day is this. Kids don't become who you tell them to be. They become who you are. Here's Dean. Okay, number six, reward good behavior unexpectedly. Again, I'm, this is a lot about me and my kids and my family. I'm talking a lot about me. I have a great audience. I might as well just, you know, talk about me, right? <laughs> um, but I realized with my son, he's eight years old. He's an ambitious young boy that likes to move, always doing stuff. And there's always things he's doing that I feel like he's just needling. And he does these little things wrong. Like he loves to eat sitting way back. And every day he drops stuff on his shirt. Every day. And every day I'm like, bud, just lean forward. Bud, just get your own work. And I realized that I was picking on a lot of shit that he did wrong. And I wasn't picking up um, and forgot to remind him that he's been playing baseball since he's three years old. He played on the star team as the smallest kid, batted first, best batting average, and best player on the team at the smallest kid on the team, fastest kid on the team, and not because he got lucky, because he practices when it's 110 degrees in Phoenix. He'll still want to go outside and throw for an hour. He gets up early to practice before school. Like, I forgot those little things, and I forgot to, I was picking on the things that went wrong, and I was screwing with his confidence. I know I was, by not reminding him or rewarding him un expectedly for his good behavior, for his stuff. And when I recognized that, I changed. And I want to give three compliments to one thing that I want him to correct. And when, I, when that was evident, it made a massive impact on our relationship. Number seven, be the person you want them to be. They feel incongruency. And we talk about cheating on our taxes at the dinner table, and then we don't want them to cheat in school right? We want them to eat healthy, but we don't have healthy food in our house. We don't want our kids to drink too much, but they watch us maybe drink too much. Not that drinking's bad. I like glasses of wine and all that. I'm just saying what happens is I realize kids don't become who you tell them to be. They become who you are. You're just a mirror, and they feel the incongruency. I watch my kids when I'll tell them something that I'm not practicing perfectly. I'll tell them I'll be upset that they left something out and I'll realize that I left something out. And my daughter will literally go, really? And she'll look right at it. Like they feel it. They know it, right? But we'll tell them, pick up your room, do this, do your chores, get there on time. But if we're not doing those things, they're going to follow and become who we are. So no, it's about congruency. They will become who you are and model what you do. The last one is be the observer of your thoughts and how they affect them. So I'm going to tell you a story about my daughter. Because at this phase in my life, there could be nothing more important to me when people ask me, hey, what's the biggest secret to your success? Or I get done with a podcast or a TV interview and somebody will say, leave us with one thing for young people to take. And that message to the world or who was ever watching would have been different through different phases of my life. Now it's be the observer of your thoughts. The person you are and the person you want to become, the things standing between you and your next level of life are the thoughts and the stories you have. As much as we've heard that over the years, you've read it in 20 different books, as I evolve at this phase of my life, I realize it's only our thoughts that make us happy. It's our, only our thoughts that make us succeed, fail, anxious, anxiety, depressed, happy, 
fulfilled. It's always our thoughts. And when you can step back and observe those thoughts and see as they come in and realize that thought screws with me, that thought empowers me, that thought's good for my business, that thought's good for my family. When you can observe thoughts, and I'm not perfect at it, but that's my evolution of where I want to be. I want the ability to observe every thought that comes in and keep those that serve me and the ones that don't serve me, I use as research and development and move on. But here I want to tell you a story about my daughter. So she comes home. We're, this is the, we're at breakfast. Me, my son, and my daughter. We're at breakfast. I, I want to tell this story right so it seems so you really understand it. My son has this amazing memory. My daughter's like me, more like the visionary. My son will be the implementer. If they go in business together, they will be amazing. She dreams up great stuff. He likes to put it in play. So we're sitting at the kitchen table. He's got these crayons that are like fancy crayons. They're not just like red and blue. They're like dark magenta sunset and all like all these crazy names like three names long and he's got the pack of 50 and he pulls them out and like dude cool colors and he he names the first one and I said wow he pulls out the second one he goes through the entire pack of 50 and knows every single name I couldn't remember all 50 if I studied for three months so he goes through that packet he gets done and my daughter sees the praise and we're, we're just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And my daughter goes, I could do that. Let me just study him for a few minutes. And I said, babe, we're all given God, given, you know, we're given unique abilities by God. That's not mine. Maybe it's yours, but just know that you're the, you're the type that would create those type of crayons. And she's like, no, no, I could do it. She goes and studies it. She comes back. She gets the first one wrong, second one wrong, third one wrong. And then she looks right at me and gets sad and starts to cry. And she said, it's because you spend more time with Brody. And it hit my heart, and she's crying over it. And so my first reaction was, I said, Brie, don't lie to yourself, and don't lie to me. That's not true. I work my butt off to be equal time. I give you both equal time, and that's not right. Now, stop what you're doing. Stop those feelings. And anyway, long story short, she got dressed. It was the first day ever she went to school without kissing me since the day she started going to school. She leaves, and I'm like, that was a good parenting moment. And then I took a moment to observe my thoughts and all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, oh my God. Because I have this practice of observing my thoughts, I analyzed that and said, no, that was a parenting move my parents would have done, not the way I want to raise my kids. I just told my daughter her feelings don't matter. It doesn't matter if it was true or not. She felt it in that moment, and maybe that particular week, I did spend more time with Brody, but that's how she felt. It didn't matter. And what I realized is if she was married to a man, and she expressed her feelings to a man, and he said to her, be quiet, I don't care what you're thinking, it's wrong, you're telling yourself a lie, now shut up, basically, I'd kick his ass. And if I couldn't, I'd get one of my cousins to do it. I mean, that's, that's what you do when you're New York and you're Italian, right? So I literally jump in my car. This is no exaggeration. I blow through every light. I couldn't help it. I was in those, I'm a little obsessive. I drive 100 miles an hour to her school. I get to her school. I know what class she's in. I, you, know how, you know when you go to school, you just got to go to the principal and then they, or the office and then they give you a little tag and you sign in and permission. I just jumped the wall. And literally, and like, and I was thinking afterwards, it would be great if my daughter watched the security guard like tackle me halfway across the playground field. That would have been a really great defining moment in my life. So I just jumped the wall and I run, I go walk over to her classroom. I knocked on the door and I said, can I talk to Brianna? She looked at me crazy. She came out. I knew it was bothering her. And I just got on one knee and I said, baby, I said, dad was completely wrong. I said, I'm so sorry. I would never want you in a million years to think that your feelings are not important. 
Your feelings matter. If you felt that way, then let's work on it. But never let me or any man or any woman or any person tell you your feelings don't matter. And she just gave me the biggest hug and I left there on cloud nine. I left there the radio blasting in my car. I felt like a million bucks. I tell you that whole story because it never would have happened if I'm not in this practice of trying to observe my thoughts. All right, that was Dean Graziosi. His website is deangraziosi.com. If you want to watch today's entire talk, it is on YouTube. Just look up Eight Success Lessons Every Parent Should Know. Dean also has a podcast on iTunes in the business section called Dean Graziosi's Millionaire Success Habits and a book by the same name, Millionaire Success Habits. That is it for me. Who I got tomorrow? Ooh, I've got Eric Thomas. It's a good one. I'll see you then. Peace. Peace.